On this episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're mixing it up a little bit. We're going to talk about a movie that stars Greg Kinnear, Tia Leone, and Ricky Gervais in what Roger Ebert called a lightweight rom-com elevated by its performances. No, nope, oh, no, I'm sorry, no. Mark. No, that's the wrong Uh-oh. ghost town. Wait, we're not watching Ghost Town. No, we are watching, watching. We are watching. We're ghost, watching Ghost Town. We're not, going to talk about Ghost Town, but not that Ghost Town. That's we're talking about 1988's Ghost Town. Oh, that one. Yeah. Music. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the New World Pictures Podcast, where we talk about every movie released by New World Pictures. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. I am still here. And Erica. It's a ghost town. <laughs> and that's right. We are entering the spooky season, everybody. Yay. And no better way to celebrate than with this Western horror hybrid, We're talking 1988's Ghost Town. A bizarre occurrence. It's been one hell of a sandstorm. Something tells me this was no sandstorm. And a nightmarish quest that brings one man face to face with a fate worse than death. Chasing a man on a black horse, and he has got the girl that I am after. You don't belong here, boy. Go back when you still got a chance. It's where evil has no sanctuary. See you in hell, law man. Easy, boys. I'm not looking for trouble. We're tormented souls. A good shirt you did. <laughs> Can you help me? The answers come easier later in the day, law man. Are trapped in time. Damn you all to the hell you deserve. Lost between heaven and hell. I will not rest, nor will this town, till you die, Devlin. I'm going to get us out of here. The lady stays. I don't have a chance in hell of getting out of here. Kill Devlin, let this town die. You're going It's a satanic showdown, Ghost Town. Time to die, Sheriff. (laughs) That's right. 1988's Ghost Town, directed by Richard McCarthy under the pseudonym Richard Governor. The name he had. He He could have picked anything. 
He should have picked Richard Lawman. <laughs> uh, Richard, Mc, uh, Richard McDirector guy. <laughs> he had to take this name because uh, he did not want to upset the DGA. He was in the, in the guild and... The, this movie was originally supposed to shoot at Rome at the De Laurentiis Studios. Yeah, and then you don't want to upset the DGA because that is a fate worse than death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, um, Dustin? <laughs> <laughs> and, and instead, they switched the production to Tucson, Arizona. Spooky. Now, all of a sudden, he's back in the America, so he can't upset the union. They were up against a very tight schedule. So he had to choose. He chose governor because that's what everybody was calling him because he's Australian. Everybody was calling him governor, so we decided, okay, hey, I'm Richard, Richard Governor. Wait, I'm sorry, did that sound Australian? Hi, governor. Mm, still Oi, not. governor. Still not. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> um, <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is written by Duke Sandifor. Who goes who by the, Duke Governor. The best name, Duke Governor. <laughs> That's not a pseudonym. That's his actual no. given name. Duke Sandifor is um, actually a cool name. It is a cool name. It's cool as hell. Uh, starring Frank Luz, Frank Luz, Luz, L-U-Z, Frank Luz, I don't know. Luz. Frank Luz, uh, as Langley, who had just come off of 1987's The Nest mm. from Concord Pictures. Mm-hmm. Rival Roger. Uh, he was also in When Harry Met Sally. Do you oh. remember that? He was in uh, the scene where they're all playing um, Pictionary, and he's oh. uh, Meg Ryan's date. He was also in Don Juan DeMarco, and then he oh. gave up acting in 1999. Well... Um, okay. Catherine Hickland plays Kate. She was a long stint on One Life to Live, but also witchery. Oh, oh, don't oh. you want to watchery the witchery? <laughs> nope. Oh. She was uh, married to had David Hasselhoff at the time of witchery, and I think around this time. She was mm-hmm. also in Robo War. Wow. Oh, uh, wow. Which is the one of the just the best predator ripoff of all time. Wow. Incredible uh Italian predator ripoff. Here's a fun fact about her. She divorced Hasselhoff and then remarried a man actually named Michael Knight. (laughs) (laughs) True story. Wow. True story. Now she uh, actually... What a turn of events. Does that just mean... So Hasselhoff couldn't role play as Michael Knight as much Correct. as, as hard as she wanted. She wanted yeah, a harder right. Michael Knight. I have to go to an actual Michael Knight. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, David. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure that was a huge topic at the wedding. I'm uh, sure that we are not the first of these bits. Had to have been. But a hilarious been. fact nonetheless. Now she dabbles in hypnosis and she has a book called The 30-Day Heartbra- Heartbreak Cure. A guide to getting over him and back out there one month from today. That's uh, what wow. she's into wow. these days. Wow. Also, she's still after- married to Michael Knight. No, she divorced him and married someone else. After yeah, that, but she was so. over it in thirty days. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Yep, that's right. Did she marry wow. someone? She named married. Kit? I'm trying she to remember. Kit? I'm trying to remember the name of uh, <laughs> yeah. his character in Baywatch. So I'm really yeah. Yeah, I was trying to remember the same too. I can't remember. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Nobody I, I, remembers anything about well, Baywatch. That would have been classic. It would have been an God. amazing bit. Oh well. Um, Jimmy F. Skaggs plays Devlin. He went on to a lot of uh, Full Moon movies, such as Puppet Master. Um, have to mention music by Harvey R. Cohen oh, because the music, uh, Chef's they, Kiss. They have they leaned so heavily on this score for this movie. You God. gotta mention him. And also another hero of the film, the DP Mac Alberg, who did a ton of stuff for Empire and also 
full moon pictures doing reanimator house one and two mm -hmm. and he's really doing everything he can to make this one look good where you can watch ghost town youtube question mark yeah, i don't it, know where to find this one exactly uh it's a little tricky to find streaming if you want to shell out 75 bucks on ebay you can buy your own copy of it right. which why it's going for that price why right. anyone would i mean the market obviously dictates the price, so people are buying it for that amount, question mark? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. It is an out-of-print Scream Factory Blu-ray. It never went to DVD. It went from VHS with New World to Blu-ray with Scream Factory. It's now out of print. But you can also get a German import disc from Wicked Vision Media, which is what we watched, me and Erica. Guten wow. Tag, we did. <laughs> <laughs> going across the globe for this one yeah um there is a lot of extras so that's the one thing that it offered which we will get into yeah in this episode. we're gonna give you lots of extras <laughs> right it's so purely <laughs> german speaking english <laughs> i have the scream factory version which i bought when it was still in print so i think it right. was like 12 dollars. but there's nothing there's nothing in that there's uh -oh. nothing there's no bonus nothing extra oh nothing extra yeah. at all. so there's a commentary there's interviews in the on the on the Wicked Vision Media Disc, so we'll get into some of those things when we get to the research and maybe a little bit through, peppered throughout. But um, first, we need to find out what this movie is about, so let's go around and find out what's Ghost Town about. Mark? I know that this isn't what it's about, mm. but it helps nice me. Nice way to start. It way to avoid me. the question. <laughs> it helps Starting me. off on a great foot. <laughs> As I watch this movie, it helped me. Uh, it helped me make sense of it by imagining this was the old west version of the game, except instead oh. of starring Michael Douglas, it starred uh, Peter Horton's stunt double from Children of the Corn. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I think I got this now. His hair's uh, too dark. He doesn't look enough like Peter Horton with his hair dark. But he looks a lot, he like, looks Peter a lot like Peter Horton, though. He really does. You're right. Uh, yeah. So I, I was, uh, I, I, is, I kept thinking at any point the other police chief was going to come out and, been, and be like, "See, I was fucking with you. It was all a joke. I told. That's why I flew you to Tucson. You come also on. were watching this movie going." Ah, Children of the Corn. I could watch that. Maybe I should watch that after. Like you were All roads instantly, lead back to the corn. You were instantly thinking of something else to watch. All well, roads I, lead admittedly, to the corn. what gave the, what what punched up this movie to me was prior to watching this movie, I watched Auntie Lee's Meat Pies, and that movie was so <laughs> yeah. fucking terrible that I could have watched anything at that point, and it would have been like, this is pretty good. I'm in. <laughs> Setting yourself up well. Watch a terrible movie before you watch a New World movie. That's God, that's how I, you really put yourself rarely, in a state of mind. I rarely regret buying, spending copious amounts of money on these <laughs> on these Blu-rays. But Auntie Lee's Meat Pies, let it be a warning to all of you. Don't get that one. I please. love what Vinegar Syndrome does. And you just got to know going in, if you buy the monthly package... You're gonna get one that you're like, you're oh get a meat pie. no, <laughs> yeah, oh no, oh no. Sometimes right. it, ha it happens. It happens. Not Ooh. every month, but there's you know there's a good there's a good chance. I still keep going back for more, so you know 
Yeah, uh, I mean, know, I I am getting the next shipment yeah, too. Yeah, I'm getting. So, I've already pre-ordered I mean, the next it's, it's month, not, so it's and I not like totally, totally agreed totally about in. that particular film. So <laughs> I mean, same boat, and also gonna see how next month fares. So yeah, of um, course, Erica, what is what is Ghost Town about? Oh, it's about ghosts, right? And it's about oh. ghosts in a ghost town. <laughs> and what I thought this movie was about okay. was when you're like. Oh man, what happened to like all those like old rides and like all those like old animatronics at like Disneyland or like a fair? Mm-hmm. Ghost town, baby. Ghost town. Yeah. They just disappear yeah. into the desert ghost style. I loved it. I'm not gonna I'm just gonna throw that out there. I'm ready for favorite scenes. I'm ready for things we love, things we hated. I love it. I, I love was it. on board from the box. Okay. The skeleton and the chaps. I was like, let's do this. <laughs> let's do it. That music started on the DVD menu. I was like, ooh la la, this light keyboard. I am it is, doesn't sound it's western. It's a lot of no, it doesn't it is sound not western. western. At, at all, all. this nope. is a, and this is a I'm western in. horror movie that really leans on the western but the music is like nah westerns not 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 today this is also one of those this is also one of those great shoot 'em up movies where the good guy runs out of bullets and decides to hide behind a wagon wheel <laughs> that you can easily shoot through yep and the bad mm-hmm. guy decides Maybe we should switch it up to fist fighting. Why? Yeah. Why Shoot not? Him. Shoot him now. It's a ghost town. There's no rules. Yep. In That's theory, right. the ghost shouldn't even be able to punch him because he's still alive. <laughs> but hey, yeah. we'll get there, I guess. All right. Okay. Ryan? To me, this is a movie sponsored by the Marriage Council. <laughs> <laughs> Reminding you that if you have a wedding planned, <laughs> go through with it, you know or what? you will be mm-hmm. kidnapped mm-hmm. by angry Western ghosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. just applies to ladies, though. Apparently, dudes can nope. run away at the altar, no problem. But if you're a lady and you drive off, ghosts are coming for you. <laughs> ghosts are coming. Get out for the crucifix; you. they're coming. Uh, yeah, I mean, alternate plot. Uh, you know, sometimes those living museums get a little out of hand. And mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. right. You got, mm-hmm. you got to know when to when to maybe get in the car and pack it up. Uh, this is how this it was had a, this was reenactment vibes. What if it was like a late 1800s reenactment yes. of like the earlier 1800s yes. and they all just died in that town? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to show you it was like when it was really old. Yeah. Not like 1888, which is like, you know. <laughs> Not this modern time. Uh, according to Letterbox, now we're on Letterbox. Please find us there and uh, fo- give us a follow. Um, this is what they say the synopsis is. Deputy Langley tracks a kidnapped girl to an abandoned ghost town. Pretty true. However, the town is not abandoned. Shocker. Yeah. But haunted by the spirits of an outlaw, of an outlaw Devlin, and his gang who hold the equally deceased townspeople hostage until the outlaws can be killed by a lawman. I mean, sort of at the end there. Uh, Yeah, I think that's mostly tracking. Yeah, I feel like the whole town is, it's, they're all haunted, but Devlin's certainly in there. I don't know if he's keeping the town hostage as much as, well, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll get Um, there. Because we start off with Catherine Hickland as Kate in a convertible as we mentioned, riding away from what would have been her wedding, which is fine. And it looks great so far. Mm-hmm. But does she hear those horse sounds behind her? 
I wasn't a hundred percent if she no, because she's them. in a convertible, right? Yeah, she can't yeah. hear anything you with all that no. wind she going in a convertible. You can't. They're hear showing anything. like the sound of the horses, no. but I don't. No, she does not. And hear she's that. driving on a dirt road, so you can't yeah. hear sh- that double shit. Mm-hmm. But is she? Because when they find the car on the dirt road, she's on a paved road. Oh, uh, that's a comedy. Well, it's <laughs> part of the charm. <laughs> <laughs> they find her car on a road that is. A regular road. Mm-hmm. It does not seem that untrafficked, yeah. which seems like, are they, is this happen all the time? Do they no, constantly use that, this road to like steal pe- real people from the actual world and bring them to ghost I town? don't know. It's a great question because the, the police that come to investigate this presumably have never seen this happen before. Why <laughs> no, it's, yeah. and why it suddenly starts happening now. This movie is not going to bore you with those kind of details. No, it's not going to trouble you. I loved you with that. it. That's why I loved it. That's it exposition like, that you oh. don't need. Yeah, and it's who cares? <laughs> Let's get to the meat, which in this case is the town. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, we go into almost every building in this dilapidated old town. Yeah, multiple uh, times from very from multiple angles. Yeah. Speaking of that opening scene, really quickly though, yeah. kind of a hilarious thing happened when Ryan and I were watching it, as he mentioned. Oh we yes, have yes, this, yes, yes. The German version. We have a German import. Yeah. The German import. So we just popped it in. Just press play and press play. and went for it. And <laughs> when she realizes that she has the flat tire and pulls mm-hmm. over, she got out of the car and she was like, "Missed." And we were like, "Missed." We're like, "Huh?" And then it's nothing for a while because then it's you know you, she hears the sounds. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then we're like, "Wait, is this not in English?" <laughs> yep, and <laughs> because, it wasn't because "missed" makes no sense, right? <laughs> Which, like, good job us on a German import. We were just like press play because yeah. they'll start with English first. Yeah. I mean, how cocky? Like how cocky were we? Yeah. We we're like this will like, be in English. It's not like they're thinking. Well, lots of Americans will. We'll buy this and have us send it over from Germany. So we'll just make English the for the go-to option to start. If you want German uh, and you're in Germany buying this German Blu-ray, you're going to have to specifically mark that. In, in, yeah. in, but that's in how all that's how all Blu-rays are in Germany. They start with English, and you have to actually <laughs> select your your actual mm-hmm. language. But we just thought it was hilarious because we finally. But but also, so we've been missed. saying that around. Missed. <laughs> because then when we watched it, we realized that she actually, in the English version, goes, shit. And so I always thought that shit in German was scheisse. Mm-hmm. But I guess I was wrong. All this time, it's been missed. <laughs> well, I have a feeling they had to go missed. with some sort of... <laughs> Holy missed! <laughs> you missed, Ted. Oh, my God, guys. I'm so sorry. I just took the worst missed. Please don't go in the bathroom for a while. You know what, dude? It was a terrible miss. You should have gone ba- home. Why don't you eat mist and die? Oh, God. My stomach's feeling terrible. I got a mist. Mister is full. <laughs> mister. Oh, there's a problem with our mister. Yeah. <laughs> Mister's clogged. It's so, it's so great. I'm it was sure such a, like... mist is a, is a other type of curse oh. word that just was fitting in oh, her mouth that said so shit. Glorious. So we just needed something that fit at that. So yeah. whatever missed is in German. I'm glad you also, we talked about this. You did not look up what that actually means. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you didn't take that time. Nope. Nah, no, nope. no reason. No reason. Um, okay. So also, uh, we should also say, 
because you talked about the poster. I picked this one for our spooky season. Mm-hmm. I picked this movie. I picked it because of the poster. Yeah, the poster's awesome. <laughs> I actually have avoided seeing this movie until now because I think the poster's really <laughs> lame. What? I'm so sorry. I totally it's a thought it was lame. skeleton in chaps. <laughs> this is one I saw in video stores, and it's like a, it's a skeleton no, it's in awesome. chaps. Unnecessary to wear chaps as a mm-hmm. skeleton. Unnecessary. Look at him. I he's know. got his he's got his hip cocked to the side. He's like a sassy skeleton. This is actually how they sold the movie. They sold the movie on this poster. Oh, this is what Joel Swazen talked to us about it being a poster movie, where they took this poster and they sold the foreign rights on based on this poster and the title Ghost Town. Then they were like, "Well, we should probably make a movie now that we've and sold it's the rights." Of that, it's because of that incredible poster that it showed in all of eight movie theaters. When it was released. <laughs> yes, yes, um, and. Like I just saw that poster and was like, nope. And yeah. uh but oh, decided, please. hey, we've got this kooky movie with the with the skeleton and chap, so let's watch this for Halloween season. So and I think I, mean, I think that you I, I do have to uh say I have to take umbrage with your comment that it's stupid for a skeleton to have to wear chaps. Why would a oh, skeleton need okay. to wear chaps? Because as we learn in this movie, that just because you're a ghost doesn't mean you give up your day job. Thank That's you. right. Thank you. You right. still Thank have you. to do very the thing yeah. that you did before. Yeah. The well, blacksmith I mean, is still making horseshoe. He's still blacksmithing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's you don't you don't get a day off just because no. you're yeah. dead. Nope. He's making those well, horseshoes and then he's picking up horse mist. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna keep working it in. I'm gonna keep working it in. <laughs> I mean, I just didn't know. That skeleton, dead skeleton people who they're not skeletons in this movie at all. That's the bummer. There's, There's no only skeletons. one. There's one. There's one. So it, it does pay off on that. But uh, I didn't realize that they were like, hey, we may be dead, but, you know, we're still having to do our thing. I didn't realize. Yeah. So looking at the poster, I understand now that it's instructive, but I didn't know yes. that at the time looking at it. Yeah. I thought, well, that's silly. And now I know. Now yeah. I know. Yeah. The more you know. Speaking of uh, doing your job, Deputy Langley is brought out to see Kate's car in the middle of nowhere. And it, he had one job. Stay with the car. Yeah. Yeah. Good job, yeah. Langley. You had yeah. a job. He left you with one task. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm kind of I was like, I kind of feel like why Bubba is so hard on this guy. Because yeah. he asked him to do one thing. And what does he do? He immediately, he sees tracks and immediately gets in his car and drives off. You had one job, dude. You had one yeah. job. Yep. yep. By, by the way, Bubba is played by Michael Aldridge. He plays the sheriff, Bubba, who only has a couple scenes. He was in The Entity and The Sting too, and lots and lots of TV. There's a lot of these actors in this movie. All were big time TV actors. Uh, he's very funny for a couple scenes, but yeah. then yeah. he disappears. So he then, as we talked about, a lot of this movie is him. Well, he he meets the old sheriff, right? Because his car so, uh, sells. By 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 him, you mean the the policeman, the the Langley, yes, Langley, the lawman, yeah, the lawman, yes. The he lawman. walks around the desert. He finds this old grave of the mm-hmm. old sheriff of Ghost Town. The sheriff pops out. Gives him a few parting words, and then he strolls on to find the town. None of this seems to be all that problematic for Langley. This all seems pretty normal. It seems like business as usual. Like, okay, I'm in the desert. My car blew up, you know, without any 
seeming issues. <laughs> yep. Up to that. Just, the tires blew, the whole yeah. thing lit on fire. Like, yeah. all right, well, I got my hat out. So, you know, yeah. no, no harm and done. Now, you know, a, a decaying corpse has grabbed my arms and instructed <laughs> me to do something. But, you know, again, just typical Tuesday. And then he, you know, and then he just went mi- ahead. I'm not going to and... lose my mist. I'm not going to lose my mist over it. I'm just going <laughs> to keep going. And he steals <laughs> the, the, is... the sheriff's badge. Because, you know, as yep. any cop would, yep. you just put, yeah. you pop that one in your yeah. pocket. Yeah. So, You're yeah. Like, but he's, ooh, he's, vintage. He's, he is fairly nonplussed about this whole thing. Yeah. He's, he's super like, well, he is literally the most trusting guy that I've ever seen in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, the first, once he gets into the town, first of all, when he gets into the town, he's like, ooh, lightning storm. Let me uh, run into this drugstore and just take a cat nap all night. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning makes him super sleepy. Like, ooh. And, and doesn't look around at all to no. anything. Like, he doesn't, like, look around, doesn't search in the back. No. He even puts his, he even puts his rifle on the ground. Like, well, this place is just fine. Yeah. I'm sure there's no one lurking about. Yeah. His, car, just take a, his car just spontaneously combusted. He's had a rough day. You need to yeah, sometimes yeah. just nap it off. Yeah. Hope yep. for a better yep. day. I know the next every day. time um, a decaying corpse has grabbed me and shouted instructions in my face, I'm exhausted. <laughs> it wears you out. I just can't get to sleep fast enough. <laughs> then, once he finally does walk around town to meet somebody, he meets a dude with milky white eyes yeah. who then disappears and he's just like, well, that's weird. Oh, well, yeah. Well, Let's head into the saloon. Yeah, no biggie. Yeah, but I mean like, that's the no that's the impact that deal. those sexy milky white eyes can have on you. You're just like, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you don't see that every day. And I am just, oof, I've been looking for someone with those eyes for a long time. Uh, so well, when they disappear, it also you know? may be the the weird energy that's being uh, that is just bursting at the seams from Bruce Glover, who you might realize is Crispin's dad. Crispin Glover's yep. dad, mm-hmm. yep. only because they look very much alike, and he has yeah. the same weird energy. Uh-huh. So I guess the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. No, uh, he's been in so many things, but he was coming from Big Bad Mama Two into this movie, and uh, he was also in another movie that we will talk about called Hunter's Blood. Oh. So those are a couple of things he was doing. He's got his career is too long to to jump into, but yeah, forget it. Yeah, Enough. forget it. Forget it, Bruce. It's all about you, Bruce. Yeah, I know that you, well, that's for the official Bruce cast. Your success. <laughs> you complete success. Um, when he goes into the bar, he looks in the mirror and sees all the people behind him as he's taking a shot, yeah. which is, I love. That which I cool. love that, that, that yep. bit. It's a great bit. They put it in the trailer and, and ruin it because they are like, this is one of the best bits. Yeah. But also, like, he... Why are you just drinking a random shot on the bar? <laughs> like this, what what is that liquid, dude? He's just grabbing a shot uh, that's just sitting there, seemingly. Like, uh, what do you? I mean, the odds are it's going to be rye whiskey. I mean, we're talking about the eighteen hundreds here, and how it's long not going it to go bad there, though. It's just been sitting there. It's just a sitting. Yeah, this guy yeah. is just like. Listen, uh, my car lit on fire. I slept in a weird place. I didn't know. I'll drink anything. Yeah. I don't care. He doesn't give two mists. <laughs> He'll drink it. <laughs> you are not forcing those in at all. Well done for Thank just you. making them sound so natural. Subtle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and so the barmaid does show up. 
and he goes, uh, he sees all the people behind him. He says, did you see all these people? Bro, who's this lady who just right. popped up behind the Why bar? Why are you worried about everybody else? <laughs> Those people are good. This lady's still here. He has never questioned her entering the yeah. movie from nowhere at all. He never questions it. Which is why I thought this movie was the game for so long. Because I was like, <laughs> right. I thought, I thought yeah. the fact it's that good call. he's not impressed by anything that's happened is because yeah. he's like, yeah, I got it. This is all part of the game. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. Well, I'm going to figure out the plot. This is like, you know, it's like a Western panic room that I've got to get through. And these actors are here to kind of help drop me some hints. And that's also why even when they introduce the rest of the town, I, you really can't decipher one person from the other outside of mm -hmm. the barmaid and the milky white eye guy who is dealing right. cards. Right. Everyone else. I couldn't, I never knew who anyone was because not only that they get shot, but then they come back and then they disappear and then they come back and you're like, wait, mm -hmm. were you dead? I don't know. I guess you weren't because you're back now, but also I don't remember who you were. Mark, and so you don't know how ghosts work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, 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 I do. And they don't work this Why way. Why don't ghosts don't stay work. solid and in one place for a long time? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, this movie got it wrong. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> by the way, the barmaid is played by Penelope Penelope Windlust, who also did tons and Great tons name. of TV, including V. The original mm. miniseries oh. of V. Yeah, that was a great that was a great show. Then he also goes on to like shoot a couple dudes mm -hmm. like, without being nonplussed about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he sleeps with the blacksmith's daughter. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, well, this has just been a day and a half. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, she she want, she asked for him to touch her, which he True. obliges. And, right. you know, doesn't, doesn't say, I'm going to need some ID first. <laughs> really want to check the age on this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, you know. I am a man of the law, but I'm going to trust your 18. <laughs> It's all part of the game, Ryan. It's a part of the game. But really, she's like, if we're being honest, she's like 100, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, she's 116, so it's all good. I mean. 100, or 114, something along those lines. <laughs> this is Etta, who's played by Laura Schaefer, who goes on to do a couple small roles, including an episode of Freddy's Nightmares. Mm. Yeah. And then she just disappears the director's commentary for the uh, the blu-ray he says that she went into engineering that he hmm. found out on facebook so huh. she left the business she is indirectly a part of my favorite scene of this movie which we'll get Ooh. to oh okay also oh. by the way she does a hell of a job cleaning those jeans oh my god they yeah. sparkle once he puts them back yeah. on yeah they yeah. are bright and yes. blue and beautiful yeah. yeah. For a woman who had never seen jeans or a zipper, mm -hmm. boy, right. she did she clean the hell out of those that, jeans. That, if I may, that scene made me laugh out loud because she's like, zipper, how does this work? And I was like, how did you get them off? <laughs> <laughs> You're not seeing the zipper for the first time. You took his jeans off. It certainly would be a weird thing to see a zipper for the first time. <laughs> But it's not a difficult thing right. to know how to navigate. Did you yeah. just slip the jeans off I buttoned mean, up? Arguably, up? buttons are a lot harder, which is why button fly jeans, we were like, ugh, 
yeah. kind of, you know. Buttons are work, but yeah, I guess those jeans just slid right off fully, <laughs> fully clasped. And well, he's, you know, maybe he bought those jeans during a heavier period and he mm, just yeah. had them mm-hmm. cinched a little. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, he you know, cinched they, it. Yeah, he cinched yeah. it with that belt. Slipped right off his buttery yeah. legs. <laughs> <laughs> Before he goes on shift, he pre-butters those legs. Make sure they're real butter. That's how he stays buttery. in trouble. <laughs> Bubba's like, hey, butter legs. Hold on, I'm almost ready. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I just was waiting for this part. I was just waiting for him to be like, basically you're waiting. It's like in a zombie movie where you're like, yeah. When are they going to figure out you got to shoot through the head? Yeah. Like, let's just get yeah. to that point. So it's right. like, let's. When is he going to just be like, oh well, this town is filled with a bunch of dead people, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. right. He doesn't get that. He doesn't ever really have that kind of moment per se. He's he's been attacked by a skeleton. He yeah. shot a couple dudes. He's had sex with a girl. Like, and he's just like, this isn't that weird. And it's once he has a dream sequence, which suddenly he's in. It sort of starts as if it's almost like. Well, Ed was supposed to tell the story. The director says he kind of made it into a dream sequence where he could put the could put Langley into it. So he was like in involved in it. Mm. So he has a dream, which I guess somehow he had a dream, which is a perfect replication of the town's history. Right. So, I mean, all right. I guess that's how ghost towns work. And that's when he was kind of like, OK, I get it. In this dream sequence, they also demonstrate how this town, when they want you dead, they don't fuck around because yeah. they shoot the sheriff. Yeah. Then they crucify him on a windmill. Yeah. Yep. Then they, well, they drag him through town. By, they drag him through the town. Back, yeah. Then the they crucify horse. him on a windmill. Then they spin him around on the windmill mm-hmm. and then they bury him alive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good God. What? I mean, why didn't you cut off his fingers and toes while you're at it? Or mm-hmm. I don't know, put leeches on him or <laughs> maybe tickle him for a little while i mean yeah. what other torture techniques could they have possibly employed here i but want to he, think when they dragged him through town that was that was kane hotter who is the stunt coordinator on this oh really huh and i was kind of hoping fingers crossed there's not a lot of stunts in this yeah kind of no, a light job no. for kane i felt like yeah. yeah but even then after they torture him and all this stuff happens and uh he sees etta get that gun He's still like, oh, I get it. They're ghosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, he reacts That's as if it. this isn't his first right. time. Okay, ghosts. okay. So everyone died, and this is how they all died. Okay, yeah. interesting. Okay. Goes, so he killed everybody. This Devlin guy. Okay. Okay. So this is this. I this, still have like, to. I still have to find this woman, though. I mean, that's. Yeah. I know right. all this other stuff's happening. You guys and the ghosts. It's all happening. That's cool. 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 Then I, I still have get, to find this woman. And then yeah. I got to get back to that car before Bubba finds out I did not stay with the car. Yeah. <laughs> but also I got to find this lady because she's single. <laughs> she ran yes. away from her marriage. She knows how to work a zipper. I got to find her. And she's time. been taken by Devlin. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she knows how to work a zipper. Because what? <laughs> uh, uh, why, does Devlin, <laughs> why does Devlin need her? Why is that? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yep. Not at all. I don't know. Now, I'm trying to like piece some of these things together because they, in watching it a few times, they 
talk about Rose, who was the singer, and eventually Devlin makes mm-hmm. her sing. And then she sings Amazing Grace, and he's like, no. <laughs> yeah. sing, sing one of one, your songs. Sing one of your songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck that song. Rose, they said, uh, the barmaid says, oh, that she had, there was a singer and she had a great, it was going to have a great career, but then it got ended ear to ear or something like that. I'm, I'm probably misquoting it, but the, the point is that she got, you know, her throat slit or something. Oh. But I'm like, but he's capturing her because she looks just like Rose. Yeah. Which he, at one point, Langley, Deputy Langley, points to a painting, which we don't see a close up of because why bother to give that information? Yeah. This is exposition you don't have time for. We don't need it. We don't need This movie don't doesn't need, need exposition. It's scooting it. by exposition. Doesn't need it. So, like, uh, you, so it, it gives a little bit of that, but then I get, so if she looks like Rose, which is a singer, did was he the one that killed Rose? Why did he kill Rose? And if it was a woman he's in love with, which now hundreds of years later, he's trying to find a duplicate. Why did you kill her in the begin with? I, I just, it's, I don't know what is happening here. Right. Ryan, <laughs> you got too many questions, man. <laughs> You're just thinking chill. too hard. Miss, man. Man, he's this been happens, bro. Holding this town hostage. <laughs> Waiting for this woman to come back. <laughs> In the meantime, they're all he's making them all do their menial day jobs. Yeah. yeah. Yep. There was no explanation of was there a love triangle or did this woman nope. wrong him or like nope. he'll his soul will be released when if he can find her doppelganger yeah. or whatever. This is not explained. Also, pretty soon after. Uh, she sings that song. We find out that he can actually kill other ghosts. So ghosts can kill ghosts is what right. we learned in this movie. Yeah. Right. Which is well, a unique little spin on things. Well, you have to have the old shit as he finds out from the barmaid. But my point, yes, that's true. And my point is Devlin could have killed everybody in the town right. and yeah. gone somewhere else. Sure. Why did he stay I mean, are you trapped? I guess because they're trapped to this town. That's the thing. I don't know. This this movie has like it's weird how a movie reveals so many questions, but I still feel like it kind of works. But mm-hmm. I don't get so much of it. Like when it comes down to Devlin, it's like there's so many reasons. Like why why are you doing what you're doing? But I don't know. You got like a real angry face on, and I don't know. I'm kind of on board with you. I don't know. And then Devlin used to be. He starts off always being pronounced by these horses. There's horses in the beginning when he mm-hmm. steals when he kidnaps Kate. Then there's like a horse there when like I think the first time that Langley sees him, either mm-hmm. like for real or in a dream, dream sequence. And then the and then the horses are gone. Yeah. And then there's no more horses. Yeah. Forget the horses. Right. That that's not any yeah. indication of him being there. And it's just that like doesn't that doesn't mean the blacksmith has to stop working. He no, still has to do his job. He's gotta no, keep smithing. Okay. No, keep smith keep smithing, man. Yeah. Smith so on. it's just like there's a lot of like what what's happening here, but it doesn't matter because it it still ultimately kind of works. It's like Right. If but, if you're if you're willing to accept as you're leading up to the grand finale of this movie that night has fallen. You're in a small town. There's only, like I said, maybe five total buildings. And Devlin is gathering up his ghost crew and having a little argument with them. Mm-hmm. While the cop is, is making, like, 
making bullets, like actually correct uh, melting gold to make bullets. Silver, I believe. Why? It's like a silver cross that he ends up melting, right. but so, you don't know that because they don't show you a lot right. of it. Why, first of all, why didn't Devlin just be like, uh, I know he's over there in the house and he's got no bullets. So let's just <laughs> go over there and kill him. And we can just move on. Yeah, we'll be done. You we'll be done. And, and second, when he finally does get there, Kate looks out the window and is like, oh shit, they're coming. Yeah, You think? Did yeah, you right, think they right. were going to come eventually? At some point, they were going to yeah. come for you, right? Why yeah. are you surprised? Yeah. But you got to appreciate a movie that, like, when it comes down to the final fight, that the counting of bullets shot is a crucial plot point. Yeah. <laughs> because so many movies don't seem to care. And this movie is like, it's crucial that we know you've shot all the yeah, bullets that you should have been able to shoot. So, and when they start that gunfight, they are standing in an open area, roughly 30 yards from each other. <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Yep. Right. And I'm thinking yep. you guys could just shoot each other to death right now. Yeah. And I will say that that, uh, that ending fight scene, Devlin and the way it's shot, it does it does. It is a little bit of a low rent end of Ghost of Mars kind of feel mm, to it. Mm. Like Devlin kind of yep. looks like the leader in Ghost of Mars. He does kind of actually. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> the cop jumps behind a wooden wagon. Uh huh. Pretty sure bullets can make it through wood. Last no, time I checked, not not those old bullets. Well, not yeah. those old bullets. No, those not were those the new bullets because he had the you know? new. The Devlin was shooting his new gun. Oh, yeah, Because he said, oh. I can really get used to this. That's how he also knew that there were only five bullets that's in the gun. Right. Oh, that's, that's right. right. All right. The- well, you know what? It mm. sounds like you really paid attention to this. So I think this is a perfect time for things we loved and things we hated. That's right. We're going to talk about the things we loved and the things we hated about Ghost Town. Mark, what's something that you loved? I loved watching how many times they could shoot a building from a different angle to make it feel like there's an, another building. And then you're like, oh, no, that's just the same building that you just yes. shot the other side of. And I just I found it. Dutch it. You just got to dutch it a little bit and you'll make yeah. it. It looks like a new building. Yeah. I thought that was entertaining. Uh, Erica, something you loved? Oh, my God. I love so many things. I've already mentioned the music. Sure. already love that. Yeah. Um. Already love the poster. Already mentioned that. Sure. I think another thing that I loved was just the sheer un- unnecessary mask that he had to wear. Oh. That you was mean, like. You're talking about Devlin, the, the villain. Devlin, yeah, 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 yeah. Devlin. Yeah, the, the, uh, the makeup that he yeah. has on. No, 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 no. The, when he, when we, before he reveals himself oh, to be oh, a ghost, oh. yes, yes, like yes. a ghoulie. <laughs> sure. He's wearing the mask and he's like, ooh, you know, you know, classic. Like a bandit, like a yeah, classic, classic Western, Western bandit, bandit, sort of like a but like, bandana around his, but a, right. a dark bandana. But if you've watched the trailer or reviewed the back of the box, you've already seen his face and right. that it's kind it's of not a big reveal, decaying yeah. and it's kind yeah. of yucky looking. And so it was like when he reveals it and she's like, ah! I was like, well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's yucky looking. Like, yeah. Also, so, it's a moment where like he is clearly not not going to do he's not doing anything nice yeah it's not like he's attempting to be like a nice person right when she's like screams because he's like also like hideous and gross looking like well 
Wouldn't have been more surprised if she pulled down the mask and he was like super handsome. Super handsome. Well, that's <laughs> was, what like, I thought. Really, right. like, I was like, maybe. And was like, sorry, I put you through all this. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's like, that I... would be like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm so glad that you said that because yeah. I, I, that's what I really thought was going to happen. I thought he was going to peel the mat, you know, take down the, the bandana and be super handsome. And then I was like, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, he's I mean, not. Yeah, he's not. No, he's all just, right. You know. Well, I yeah. guess we're really getting our mileage out of this, this makeup <laughs> artist, these effects. Loved that. I thought it was great. I thought it was great that he was also the only one that was gross looking. Yeah. <laughs> All the rest of the townspeople yeah. look perfectly fine. Well, as we right. learn in that flashback, he does get shot up and that's what leaves right. him with the scars. Correct. The, the original sheriff shoots him up and Correct. stuff. Um, but I loved him too. I mean, that's something I loved. I loved uh, Jimmy Skaggs as the villain. Like he is giving this thing his all. Now, uh, he had done a lot of TV leading up to this. So this is like probably one of his first, I don't know if it's, if it's his first, but certainly one of his first big roles in a movie. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he is like, I am going to make this count. Yeah. And were a lot of daily, you know, the makeup to go in took hours mm-hmm. and he was like, I'm going to make this, you know, I'm really going to go for it. And it works out at least to the degree of after this, he goes on to like puppet master and he does, mm-hmm. yeah. he does like other full moon films like oblivion and oblivion Two. He also gets a role in pink Cadillac. So like this does seem to like give him some kind of renown, mm-hmm. but he is just like relishing this opportunity. And I just thought he, I just loved him. Like I, again, yeah. like there's a lot of questions around his character. I don't fully understand a lot of what's going on, but He's so committed. He seems to know, yeah. but I, you kind of just, you let it drift because it's just one of those committed performances where you're like, whatever. I yeah. mean, he's great. So yeah. who the hell cares? He also, by the way, Mark was in a small role in whatever it takes. Oh, really? He's like oh, one wow. of the drug dealers, I think in the beginning. So another oh. movie from Vinegar Syndrome that we didn't hate. <laughs> no, anyway, I didn't hate it. <laughs> this is not I a Vinegar not. Syndrome episode, I, but anyway. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that, that yeah. whatever it takes. I, I liked it. I it, I mean, I mean, is it a good movie? No, no, not at all. But <laughs> but you're not watching that movie to go, this is going to be excellent. <laughs> right, right. Um, so Mark, what is something that you hated? Oh, I kind of touched on it. I really, the close fighting scenes or and shooting scenes where nobody can hit anybody yeah yeah there's i and i you know it's not just this movie it always drove me nuts in tv shows and stuff when that would happen yeah but this movie really plays it up a lot the fact that devlin and his crew and even the 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 card dealer judge guy with the milky white eyed people disappear a lot Mm -hmm. when they disappear maybe leave why not just yeah. give it a shot. Try walking yeah. out of the town. Why not? They don't. Even even uh, was it Kate, the the woman that's kidnapped? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's left alone a lot of the, a lot of the time. Just leave. Just try it. Give it a shot. Anyway, they don't really do that. And uh, that th- dress. Good luck oh, walking through the it. desert in that dress. Yeah, it's got a whole train situation. She doesn't have a little like umbrella to carry with her. Mm-hmm. Sure, and and the shoes are not made for desert. No, not made for Terrible. desert. No, no, no. Also, at the end, uh, the town disappears, and they had a great opportunity for uh, for the lawman to turn around and look towards the town and see it fade. But instead, the town fades and they cut to him standing just in the like looking away from the camera and going, the town disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like, well, 
Like, did you? This seemed like an afterthought. This seemed like an afterthought to drop that one in there. Yeah. Well, they didn't have a budget to really show the town disappear, but they do sort of show it up on a a long away shot. You can see just mm-hmm. some outline of buildings that then disappear. It's a very very quick shot. Yeah, clearly. But even done. if they had, even if they had both Kate and the lawman walking away and having them both look back at a, at a close up, and you still get that far away shot, and then a reaction from them from their face of like, "Oh my god, it disappeared." That would make sense, but they Mark, just... that would take too long. That would just take too long. <laughs> yeah. We couldn't set all that. We can't do that. All right. We couldn't no, showcase could... that, you know, his back. As yeah, that's stayed. true. <laughs> really that's true. Sh- those those buttery legs really show off nicely those, from the oh, back. so buttery. Hell yeah, they do. Erica, what's something you hated? <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys. I didn't hate anything. Wow. I didn't hate... Really? I didn't hate anything. It, hmm. it felt just great. It felt right. <laughs> Feel great, yeah. I know. I know you're gonna say I'm full of mist, but it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> didn't hate a thing. So smooth. Um, I something I didn't like. I after the first watch, I was kind of wondering what was wrong with the film. Like there was something about the film that I just felt like was kind of odd. And in watching the extras, I found out because the producer and the director both complained about the lack of foley sound. The movie was actually edited mm. away from them. And they did barely any Foley work at all. There isn't a Foley artist on the film. But uh, for the most part, there really isn't much there, which is why they're cranking the score, I think, throughout the entire thing. They're Mm. covering the fact that outside of a few things, there's not much Foley sound in there, Mm -hmm. you know, except Mm -hmm. for what they had to show because there's something right in front of you so it shows what a real cinephile i am that i was just like no sounds no problem and i do i do think it kind of hurts the film a little bit because there's like there's so much wind and dust blowing all the time and you never hear the wind there's no no sound of the wind but it's ghost town it's ghost town and there's a lot of like there's moments where like langley is walking around by himself that Mm -hmm. that, you know the director was like i wish there was more sound going on here because it would have created more atmosphere more mood there's also a scene where he he's goes from the bar and he goes upstairs and he's like walking around with his gun. He's kind of like seen. And the reason he's going up there, he, he, the director said, was because he had heard a sound. It's motivated by sound. That's why he goes upstairs. None of that's there because there's no, they didn't do the Foley. They weren't around for the Foley uh, mm-hmm. mix. So right. the sound mix was done without anyone's input back in LA, uh, not in Tucson. So he just said it's it's he even offered to pay for a new mix, but they were like, no, nah, we're good. That's this is going to save me so much money when I shoot steaming to know I just don't even have to bother with. Sound. <laughs> yeah, you don't just keep God, just yes. keep hitting those keys. Yeah. Fill Shit. fill the music with sound. Or fill the so... film. Fill the film with sound. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I music. have so much more budget now. Nice. Dongers don't make a lot of sound. And I can just fill well, that if, in. If you're just flop, 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 with your slapping them at <laughs> yeah. certain things to mm-hmm. make a sound, yeah, which you should. You should get the good guys. Guys, they're all quiet on the set. We just got to get some dick, dick slaps. Got to get some de flop, de flop. And on that note, let's go to our favorite scene. Uh, yeah. Erica, what's your favorite scene? Oh my God, it's easily, easily uh, the last scene with the total fake out. Um, you know, of like uh, Devlin being shot, falls down. Oh, oh thank God. It's all great. It's all <clears throat> sure. good. Then he pops back up. 
Yes. I yeah. mean, easily. It was so great. When he popped back up, I just, <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah. I, would lo- I loved it. That's I the that most great. horror part of this. Yeah. Was the fact mm-hmm. of like a fake out death of the oh. villain where you're like, well, he's definitely dead because we follow yeah. all the rules this mm-hmm. movie has set up for us. Nope. No, nope. still alive. He's back. Yeah. Even oh. though we followed the rules, he's back up. Yeah. Easily my favorite scene. And he's scene. like, I'll never die. Mm-hmm. And then he d- and then he does. Uh, Mark, your favorite scene. Well, I, uh, the one thing that it's also what makes that scene work really well is it's the first time that a sheriff's badge has, has been sharpened to ninja star <laughs> right. type sharpness mm-hmm. to go right <laughs> into the cranium. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but my favorite scene is when... Um, Oh, this is going to be deep, oh, I feel my like. God. The Lawman. I, like... <laughs> I keep calling him the Lawman because I keep forgetting his actual name. But he's called Lawman yeah, by they call him Lawman. Yeah. and a lot of yeah. other people. So the Lawman, when he has, uh, when he's sleeping and he's going to have the dream mm-hmm. about the town and what happened. Sure. And they show him laying there and next to him is supposed to be Edda, but it's totally another woman that's who's naked. Right. I mean, that's right. Like, that's right. They barely even tried to make yeah. her look like Hedda. Yes, Hedda, uh, the director like they, revealed in the director's commentary that she, they asked her if she would do a nude scene. She said, it's not on my contract and said no. And they had to cast a body double in Tucson. Right. They could have had her lay, you know, just where they're back showing or something. They're like, we need a titty shot so bad. Yeah. And we're going to hope that you just don't pay attention to the fact that this woman looks entirely different. Yeah. And, and, and the way it's lit, too, is so dark that you're like, is that a titty? <laughs> you're like, wait, oh, the camera's panning. I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm not 100%. I'm not 100 I think it was, but I don't know. It's a ghost titty. Because they're also trying to keep her sort of out of. <laughs> It's a ghost titty. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. That's why I didn't count it. They show up and you're like, is that a titty? And then it's just gone. You wanted to grab it. He was like, oh. Uh, And then you don't react because you're just like, oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well, that's whatever. Thought I saw a titty, but I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Yes, that's a great scene. I have to say, I love the target practice scene from the beginning where he's timing himself through all those targets. Oh my God, yes. With all those shooting and targeting and all that stuff, then at the end, he misses Devlin and shoots the other guy. (laughs) Like, wow, all for naught, my dude. (laughs) That was (laughs) unnecessary. You're a terrible shot still. Mm -hmm. Man, awful. That yeah, being a marksman was about the only thing you were good at. Yeah, yeah, because you don't listen to directions such as "stay with the car and we'll be back." Like yeah. you didn't listen to that, except for butter your legs. Butter your legs. You paid attention <laughs> He's to. He's like loud that's and clear. Bubba tells all his deputies, <laughs> "Yeah, butter those legs." He was like, "Oh, you should feel these things." Uh, that leads us into our final questions, and it's a perfect moment to lead right in because speaking of that target practice scene. Is it safe to use a can of gasoline for target practice? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, now you it can have an like empty one, but this one but was. This one wasn't when he shoots it; mm-hmm. liquid comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you shouldn't do that. Yeah, no, no. not at all smart. Yeah, not at Mm-mm. all smart. Also, hey, if you had your car spontaneously combust and you walked around a deserted town and you went inside a shop to escape a storm, would you just fall asleep? Would you do what? Langley does. 
I mean, I think you both know that I absolutely would <laughs> without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> I could lay down anywhere and go to sleep. I could be in the middle of Costco sitting on a Thomasville comfortable <laughs> reclining gray fabric chair and go right to sleep. You were not alone because walking around Costco, there is lots of sleeping people there. As, as, as someone who had a car spontaneously combust on him. <laughs> oh my that's God, right. that's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, I will tell you, the last thing I was thinking is, maybe I should take a nap right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, my car's on fire. Oh, Guess I'll go sleep this one off. <laughs> no, I, uh, if there was any, if there was ever a moment in this movie that I felt that I couldn't relate to the main character, it was that one right there. Mm. Mm. <laughs> now, going back to the scenario of Devlin killing and tormenting the town, does this, is this like a cycle that they just do? Like it just repeats itself? Basically, what I'm asking is this the normal chain of events that happens in this town? It just happens that they have two actual alive people in for the ride this time? I think this sounds like a lot of details, and this movie would respect us not answering that question. Do you, you feel like taking a nap right now? It's like, this is I'm too exhausted. much to think about. I'm out. This is too much. It's too much detail, too much exposition. I'm going to nap it out. I would say this. The fact that the movie ends with a crow picking up the sheriff's badge and flying away with it mm-hmm. leads me to believe that this is a thing where the sheriff's badge is found by someone. Cause that's where it kind of all starts. And yes, the scenario plays itself out again. Like this is right. a, a thing right. that happens over and over. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Fair. All right. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like in the end, and I could be wrong, <laughs> but I feel like Langley and Kate, sort of are together in the end of the movie. Maybe it's just because so many movies end that way, but it feels kind of like, well, it feels like he was really holding her at the end in town when they're shooting those guys. I feel like they might be, there might be a little hookup. Yeah. I mean, um, he kissed the top of her head. He kissed. Yeah. Shoot. So does he, I don't te- remember the last time a cop rescued me and kissed my head. <laughs> so does this mean, does, is he going to tell Kate about his ghost sex or is he just going to leave that out? I think he probably assumes she did the same. So, you know, yeah, he's just yeah. thinking, hey, we all went to ghost town. We got a piece. Yeah. You know, we cured. She hooked some... up with Etta too. Everyone did. Everyone yeah. was just. If you don't, if what... you don't, if you don't, if, <laughs> if you don't give me mist about my past, I won't give you mist about your thank past. You, thank you. <laughs> mist. Yeah. You. And lastly, do you think when Langley goes back to town with Kate, is Bubba like happy or is he pissed off about? Oh, what, he's furious. What's he's okay. furious. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of how yeah. I yeah. felt. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that leads us into our research. I got to get into the research because we did get this German import, and there's a lot of stuff uh, about this movie that's in it. Um, and uh, you know, I feel like this movie has a good amount of fans, people that are hungry for information about it. But yeah. first, first, we're going to start with. When it was released, November 11th, 1988, as Mark said, in eight theaters. Now, the screenwriter, Duke Sandifor, said he went to a theater and he watched it with his family. Because he was very proud to have made a Western, as his dad was a writer on Bonanza. He was actually a dentist in Indiana. Mm -hmm. And when he was five, he was watching Bonanza and was like, I should write on that show. And apparently, packed up his whole family, moved to L.A., and then became a writer on Bonanza. (laughs) Yeah. So... (laughs) It's that easy, everybody. Right. right. It was that <laughs> simple. Right. Back and so, you know, when I write my next pilot, I should what I should be doing uh, is actually 
learning how to be a dentist first. So I've screwed up the order. Yeah. I think you can skip that. I think you just find a show that you like and say, I'm going to write, I'm going to start writing episodes of that. <laughs> yep. So apparently it wasn't in the theater. In fact, McCarthy in his director's commentary, he actually says that it played at man's Chinese theater in Los Angeles. In okay. Hollywood. But I wonder if that maybe was just the premiere. Cause they premiere a lot of movies there. This yeah. would not be one. I even in 1988 that I would think would, would make the premiere uh, uh, in man's Chinese. But he said that that's where it played. So I think it did play in a few theaters at least. At the time, so just the new world chronology of that at that time, Angel 3, the final chapter, is released the day before. And I have to think that's on video? The 10th? It's I on a Thursday? I don't know if that one got theatrically released. I'm not sure. I'm not I, 100%. It's hard, yeah, to, I don't know. it's hard to find. Hard to know. Um, the month before in September, we had Freeway and Elvira, Mistress in the Dark. In October, not much, but uh, Two Idiots in Hollywood uh, is released. I think, again, was that straight to VHS? I feel like I, it could be. I don't I know. would think so, yeah. And then in December, uh, Hell, Hellbound, Hellraiser 2 is released in December of 1988. The film got mixed reviews. Both Sandifor, the, the screenwriter, and McCarthy, the director, mentioned the review that they got from Variety, which apparently was very good. I tried to search for it. I could not find it. Um, McCarthy quotes it in, in the um, in the commentary as, uh, that the review said the film had serious verisimilitude. And then throughout the commentary, he mentions many moments of verisimilitude that he has pointed out. A lot of it has to do with the performances it just means like some very some reality. I know what you're asking. What is verisimilitude? <laughs> yeah. It just yeah, means oh, like you. it had some thank reality <laughs> to it. Like it was grounded and had some reality to it. No, so he where? mentions like what part? He mentions some of the performances, such as the the guy who plays the blacksmith, and some of the like it, it just that you know. Yeah. So uh, you know, yes, that I, hell you is have... truly. You just continue to do your shitty day job just <laughs> right. over yeah. and over yes. and over again. See and... what I mean? Like yeah. yeah. You're a ghost, but you still have to work. Yeah. It, it, what do uh, they need to work for? They're ghosts. Yeah. They don't. They don't they need don't, to. No, they do. Just, that's the thing. They do. They're damned to, to do it. They're damned. In order to give the appearance of being true or real, which is the definition of verisimilitude, that's that's what they were doing. And that's what he was offering. Right. So it, anyway, he was very taken with that. Um, now, Ghost Town was actually made, uh, technically made by Empire Pictures. So as I was mentioning mm-hmm. before, they're the one. That's the company... That Charles Band started with his father Albert, that eventually was uh, went bankrupt. In fact, was going bankrupt at this time, uh, and at that at once it went bankrupt. That's when he started Full Moon Entertainment, which has its own streaming yep. service, and it's probably most famous for having the Puppet Master movies or the sequels. I think he did Puppet Master with Empire, and then Full Moon. He did all the sequels. I don't. No, I think I actually but... think no. I think Puppet Master was the first Full Moon movie, and that's okay. what got them okay. really okay. going. Now, how Empire got to be where they were is that somehow they got this line of credit with a with a European bank called Credit Lyonnaise, uh, likely due to the excess of Ghoulies and maybe Reanimator, which is one of their more mm-hmm. successful. To the, uh, certainly, Ghoulies was was one of their most most successful pictures, and apparently, they took that line of credit way too far because, according to the director, this was the last film that empire made that's according to him so i don't know um and it was actually made ironically to save the company's credit with the bank because um 
the producer, Timothy, Timothy Tennant, he talks on the Blu-ray, he has an interview, and he was saying that he he was like, he got involved because he was producing commercials and he was introduced to Empire because his lawyer, Larry Pfeffer, became the president of Empire, where he apparently inherited like a $25 million hole of debt. So he had been brought on to sort of like get us out of this hole. Mostly because they were taking all of this money they were that they had, making tons of movies, but not finishing them. Hmm. So he was, uh, Tennant was asked to like, he had a, there's a stack of scripts on the coffee table. And Larry Pfeffer says to Tennant, pick a script, just grab a script. So he picks up a script, which is Ghost Town. And, and, and perhaps he picked it up because he says it had the yellow cover. So perhaps that's why he picked hmm. it up. Hmm. So Ghost Town was made in an attempt to finish a film so they could keep this line of credit open for Empire Pictures. That's what they were hoping to do. So are you telling me that there is a a back catalog of unfinished Empire movies that are lying around? In fact, um, Duke Sanifor talks in his interview that he wrote another movie for Empire that never got made. Wow. So, and he was said, oh, I looked at it the other day and I was looking through old scripts and I, there's a lot of stuff in it. I think it was really good. So, wow. yeah, there's a bunch of stuff they would have made at Empire. So... They're trying to make this movie, and this movie is hopefully going to save Empire Pictures. In their haste, they take the original script such as it was. According to Sandifor, it wasn't really like a script. Um, David Schmeller, who actually directed the original Puppet Master, he created, he's credited with the story. And uh, according to Sandifor, he says Schmeller doesn't even remember writing a script, but he came up with a treatment. And he said the script he was given was more like a bunch of people just putting down ideas. Mm. But anyway, Sandifor is hired off of a spec script that he writes with his dad, I mentioned before, W.B. Sandifor. And so he was hired to do a polish. And he's given two to three weeks to do that. However, because it's not really like a script, he has to take two to three weeks to basically rewrite the entire script. Mm. So he rewrites the entire script. Then he delivers it. He's having meetings with um, the director and producer. So Timothy Tennant and Richard McCarthy He's having meetings with them. They're trying to get him to do a lot of things, make changes. Of course, they're thinking budgetary. We're trying to change certain things. Mm -hmm. And he admits, I probably wasn't in the best mood, but I was not having it with all these guys. They were asking him a bunch of things. Eventually, they even say, Timothy Tennant said, what do we got to do to make it make you see it our way? And he said, I collected all my pencils, and all my stuff, and I picked them all up and I stood up and I said, blow me. And I walked out of the meeting wow. <laughs> and he was like, I've never I've only <laughs> lost it one other time in a room like that and lost my cool. And I was probably just not in a great mood. I had a lot going on. I just finished a script in a few weeks. Like I was just he's like, I can see what they're talking about now. I just was not in the right mood to yeah. understand what they were going through at the time. So not only is that a rushed process, though he did say he went back and did do another draft and wrote some more things for them. But the production for this movie is also three weeks. And Richard McCarthy is a first time director. Timothy Tennant knew him because he produced commercials. Richard McCarthy was a commercials director. So he brings in McCarthy. He basically says, hey, do you want to make a movie? Do you want to? Make, you don't have mm -hmm. much time. You're going to have to kind of like hurry up. You're going to have to make mm -hmm. this stuff. If it rains, you're going to have to shoot anyway. You're going to have to make this stuff. But then uh, he says as they're shooting, uh, he said McCarthy was having trouble making his days. Mm. He's not trashing him. He was just sort of stating like he wasn't really making his days. And in my opinion, I feel like McCarthy was like, 
I'm he had greater ambition for what this movie was. Mm-hmm. He complains often in the commentary that there this wasn't in the script, that wasn't in the script. He's adding lots of things to this movie that like you can't add stuff. Like you can't like you yeah. know you're you're you know, we know from watching all these Corman movies, Corman was like, you got to do all your pre-planning. I'm not saying he didn't do pre-planning, McCarthy. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying you got to go in and you just got to shoot. That's what the producer yeah, was yeah, trying to yeah. trying to tell him. You're going to get like three takes. You're going to have to get in and out, get it done. Yeah. And he, I think, was trying to make a more ambitious movie because this was, I think he thought his, one, like he said he had another project that he was hopefully going to make, another feature film. That feature film project never got made but he was thinking he would do this one as that one was getting ready. Mm. But I also think he was trying to make this one with a little bit more ambition than it probably needed. Now, there's also some trivia on IMDb that states that the changes to the script forced director Richard McCarthy to walk off, forcing Matt right. Alberg, the cinematographer, to take over. However, McCarthy says, I made it through the entire shoot. He's asked this on the commentary. And he's like, I made it through the entire shoot. It's actually Mac Alberg that was pulled out of the production towards the end mm. because Charles Band wanted him to shoot something else, likely Pulse Pounders, mm. as that is a Charles Band directed effort, which also never got released because of the financial oh, wow. issues of the company. Huh. So Alberg missed out on shooting the night scenes. So the end stuff and all the night scenes was stuff that I don't think he was able to shoot. But he said he did encounter pushback from the producers, but he did finish the film. Tennant's also the one who brought up a lot of stuff with the second unit and all those details. He said they also had a lot of second unit that wasn't used. Maybe that was stuff with Rose, the singer. He said there's a lot of stuff in there, like that there was a lot of stuff about the sheriff and the gun. There was a lot of details that was filled in by the second unit, mm-hmm. but that wasn't used. Because again, Albert Band, Charles's father, was supervising the post-production in, L- in, in LA and nobody else mm-hmm. was involved. So on the Blu-ray, Charles Band is is interviewed and he talks about Empire Pictures. He said usually their movies were distributed on VHS by Vidmark. Now, yeah, they yeah, had yeah. a deal with Vidmark for video releases where Vidmark would put up some money. So the deal went something like, we'll give you a $2 million advance for name a movie, Ghoulies, but you need to spend $2 million in prints and ads and give it that exposure theatrically, which we did because we figured most of that would be recovered. And it usually was. So I'm guessing that this film was one that they were like, well, with New World, we don't have to, they don't give us any money up front, but we also we can just dump it directly onto video. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know 100% if New World even handled the theatrical release of this. I'm not 100%. They're not really listed at doing that, but... IMDb says that they did. IMDb they says, uh, I went to like Box Office Mojo, they said like, some other company was in charge of theater. I don't know. I really, truly don't know because clearly eight theaters is not like a huge exposure theatrically. So clearly there's no money up front to kind of like prep this theatrical thing. And, and then new world didn't just release this from empire pictures. They've released other movies from empire pictures that I don't think were were released theatrically. Uh, So fun stuff that we get to talk about like prison, and buy and sell and catacombs and cellar dweller. These are all a bunch of stuff that, that uh, Empire Pictures. I recognize, I recognize wow. a couple of yeah. those. 
so these are all things that New World put out on video, and I don't think they had really hardly any or no theatrical release whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I think basically Vidmark was like, "We'll give you money. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta prep everything, yeah, and make sure this is gonna do well in video." And New World was like, "We'll put out whatever you want. We don't care. We don't need it. You want to dump this on video? We're your guys." Yeah. So that's what I basically think. How New World got a hold of this movie, I don't know for sure, but I think that that's what happened. Yeah. Um, so that is how New World ended up with Ghost Town. Wow. And that is Ghost hmm. Town, everybody. Wow. God. What a ride, huh? What a yeah. ride. It is uh it is a ride. It is a ride uh that doesn't try to explain itself too hard. No. Um you know, you you've really gotta just be willing to to go with it. It's a real go with it kind of movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And while I did say that this movie was really about the marriage council saying you should you can follow through on that marriage, this movie ultimately is really a dedication to foley artists. Mm. You need to pay your foley <laughs> artists. Yeah. You know, like yeah. get him, like don't chintz on that part. Sounds important. That's why it's a category at the Oscars. That's why. That's, that's why. why. That's Thank why. You. It's important. Thank you for uncovering yeah. the truth. And if it's in the Oscars, it's important to films. That's right. There's no because they <laughs> they get it right. Yeah. They get it right every time. <laughs> All right, everybody. That is it for us and Ghost Town. Any final thoughts, guys? Ah, oh, missed. No. <laughs> Nothing for me except uh watch it. Get a hold of it. Get a hold of hey, it. Hey, if you want to watch this, you know, with enough listenership maybe we'll just screen it mm. i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah we were talking about doing those think kinds of things it. maybe we could do a little screener could, let's do a little screener we get it we could get it in that ninth theater Ooh, that's right <laughs> can you imagine a ninth ninth screening i'll that- throw my wedding dress into a convertible and make it happen <laughs> uh all right that's it from us for ghost town Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for, for, for being here and for, for listening to us talk about this episode. If you like the episode, please give us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook if you are still on that site. And uh, maybe MySpace. Who knows? Maybe we'll whip up a MySpace page. You never know. We ghost town to MySpace page. <laughs> Brought it it's back to life. ghost town stuff. <laughs> so find us uh, on there. Get, let us know what you thought of Ghost Town. We'd love to hear from you. You can also write us at info at newworldpodcast.com. And we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody. <laughs>